welcome to another edition of Ealing Independent College's Alumni Chats. Um, today we've got a really special guest. Um, it's Balgies. Uh, Balgies was here a little while ago, um, here to uh, boost up her results GCSE-wise. Then she went on A-level and now she's doing some really interesting stuff, not just at university, but beyond that. Um, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, I'm just going to ask, let's start a few little questions with you, Balgies, which are just to give a really bit, a little bit of context and background. So when were you at the college? What did you study here? And really, why did you come here? Because I know there's a bit of a family connection, but uh, you, you can yeah. describe that. Um, so I joined in 2016, um, late 16, September. Um, I reset my we sat my GCSEs, I redid them, and then I continued with you guys all the way to my A-levels. Um, main reason that I chose was before I knew that I was going to reset my GCSEs, um, kind of already chose Ealing Independent because I had my two older brothers come and join, um, and they loved it. So they were, they enjoyed it, they loved it, and I was like, that's for me. Did you, did you ever like sort of find that that was a little bit of a hard act to follow? I mean, I, I remember the former head always sort of saying to you, oh, she'll be all right. She's Faris's sister or like all these kind of things. And, and I, I remember when I was at school, um, I had an older brother um, called Mike and an older sister called Leslie. And, and Leslie was um, sort of like deputy head girl and like straight A student. And uh, my brother was like this kind of, tear away toe rag at school and I always used to I always remember when I turned up at secondary school that teacher said to me so which one are you like then are you like the nice sister or the horrible brother and then I had to have that but I guess you kind of yeah. always had to follow two really high-powered well-achieving brothers so no pressure no yeah it was yeah it was always like that so I kind of always got used to it um but you know they always always had the great um grades and for me like they were more into like the maths and sciences yeah and they were really good at excelling that and I was like the complete opposite so I was more into like the English lit and then uh, social sciences which was for my family was a bit weird um just because everyone grows up to be like a doctor or an engineer or yeah. a lawyer um so just kind of like having to be oh known to be oh she's Faris's sister especially was kind of um, a tough act to follow up to. Um, especially yeah, when I first joined the college and they saw my surname, they were like, oh. and I, we also look alike. So yeah. um, they're like, oh, you're Faris's sister. I'm like, yeah. But then I tried to like make my own name um, while at college. And, and you certainly did. You, you, you enjoyed quite a lot of success here. Because like you say, you, you retook your GCSEs and you got your grades up. And, and certainly I remember a couple of subjects, you've really got your grades up amazingly well. And then yeah. you went on the take A level. So I, I think if I'm right, it was English, Lit, Sociology and Psychology. Yes. Yes. I yeah. My memory. Yeah. Um, I, maybe talk, talk me through those subjects then. What did you really enjoy about them? And has it then made you think... Um, I picked the right A-levels and I've gone down the right career path because of them. For me, it was, um, so originally I had actually chosen business studies instead of psychology. I don't know if you remember that. I do, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was like, it's not for me. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, my mind was always like, the family route was just to go into business. 
Um, so I took the business studies and then I took English Lit and Sociology. Um, never took Sociology before, fell in love with it. Um, English Lit took for the sake of it because I was good at it. But it was actually my favourite subject um, in the end. Um, and then Psychology doing it was, was very interesting because for me, a lot of people that I was in classes with, they will manage to take it during their GCSEs which for me, that wasn't an option. So I was yes. kind of going into it completely blindsided. Um, so it was really interesting. And I actually enjoyed all of them. Like I still talk to Matthew to this day. And oh, like, yeah, we'll be yeah. doing, like a time together. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh my God, remember in sociology when we would do this or like uh, psychology or English lit. So we'd always like reminisce of our lessons. Yeah, because you, you were that year group that had um, David, didn't you, for a bit, um, as yeah. so Sock and Psych, and so you were kind of spending a huge amount of time in his room, and I, I always remember David as a very inspirational teacher, kind of had a had a really nice way of looking at life, and that kind of how you should learn, and, and he had like different theories and different ideas, and I, I, yeah, I always remember walking into your classes sometimes and just soaking up a lovely atmosphere yeah I think also another thing was that our class was always small so the fact that it was small just gave you the opportunity to talk and to discuss and there was a lot of free time in terms of being able to express what was going on in your mind in certain topics um and then also having David who was someone that was like someone that we could kind of like relate to to a certain extent yeah um great uh, especially when we're talking about like debates that were going like in real time in real world yeah and i'm sure a lot of topics were were never sort of off limits either it was always appeared uh, yeah. seemed to me as someone who was really open-minded and he would just sort of think yeah well, well look it's relevant so let's go for it and, and that's really good and obviously you had claire for english lit and she's still here so yeah it's, it's yeah and she was i mean i i i've always thought of claire um she obviously she knows her subject absolutely inside out but the the sort of giving nature of her and the kindness that she shows towards students is sort of pervades everything she does as well so no definitely there was always like a running joke that um during classes, especially in English Lit, we would end up calling her mum by accident. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone had that moment, we'd be like, mum, and then she, we would just all laugh just because she was so caring. Um, and she was just, just her approach of teaching was like mother-like mm. and nurturing. So yeah. Well, that, that takes me back to, um, I think it was early in my teaching career when uh, this poor little boy who got ridiculed for about a year after it called me dad during a lesson uh, it wasn't that I was fatherly in any way he just called me dad which was just bizarre and everybody just laughed at him and I said every time I saw him in the corridor then I used to say how are you doing son you all right uh so there you go you just gotta make good of these jokes anyway exactly. Bally, do you have any sort of I know you were talking about a lot of your lessons and how enjoyable they were but do you have any real memorable moments um, I know, for instance, that you were a very popular member of the college community and you had loads and loads of friends. Um, has that something that sort of stuck with you or were there any other things that you've kind of remembered from your time here? For me, definitely friends kind of made it great and enjoyable, um, especially during like the tough revision hardcore times. Um, 
being able to just laugh it off sometimes. Um, but I think also one thing was the school, the college was kind of like a community. So it wasn't just that I had great friends, but it was the fact that like I was also great friends with the teachers and like the teachers knew me on a personal level and I kind of knew them to a certain extent on a personal level. Yeah. Um, which was great because it felt that no matter what I was struggling with, I could come and talk about it. Mm. Um, whether it was a personal thing or whether it was just like, I just didn't understand the question for a homework. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of like the memorable things was just the fact of being able to speak to anyone. Um, and that was like, I didn't really have someone that was like my favorite. So like, I loved Claire, but I loved Jasper as well. Mm. Um, and I loved David and I loved James, um, psychology teacher. So it was, it was a sense of community, but also like people that I have never taught me, I could go and speak to um, and just have a discussion with them about. So I think one thing that was like, I really enjoyed and that was really memorable was that it was just that sense of community. It was mm. kind of like a, like a family to a certain extent. Yeah, and, and I, I remember doing a bit of work um, like on the website uh, with you. We ended up doing a video with you talking about how you changed and how the college had changed you. And I, I, I remember you talking about the, the, the sort of nurturing community and how it really turned you from someone who was very sort of introspective and quiet and maybe sort of had a lot of self-doubt about what you could actually do into a bit of a leader, someone who... Um, actually could be counted on during lessons to really be one of the first students to come forth with ideas and really push boundaries. So that, that also must have been sort of like a, a hugely transformative thing for you. Oh, no, definitely. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was, um, but it was one of the teachers. They, I think I spoke in front of like assembly or something like that, and they were like, have you always been this confident? I was like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> never. Like if you saw me in high school, I was a completely different person. Um, I was very like introvert, kind of like to keep to myself. Um, didn't like to talk in class, would always like sit in the back and just hide. But um, kind of being at college, like I found myself like talking and expressing and making friends was such an easy thing. And it's one thing that I'll always be grateful for um, in terms of for the college was that kind of got me out of my shell, um, being able to just be more confident, be more extrovert. And it's kind of just helped me a lot at university as well, um, you know, with presentations and, and just talking and discussions. Um, so, yeah, so definitely a big, big change for me personality-wise. No, that, but that is good. I mean, there's a... There's a certain kind of importance of blossoming and, and becoming like the true you, I think, and that that's 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 really quite key. So look, let's talk about life after college then, because look, you 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 were successful here and you you managed to get that pathway to university. So talk us through what you did at university. What, what and I know you're in your last year now, but what what's the course that you're doing? Um, that that kind of thing, and 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 I know that you you haven't just sort of. I, I, this is one of my regrets at university. I, I just went to university and I did my stuff, uh, but I didn't really push the boundaries in terms of getting internships or getting any work experience. But I know that's something that you, you've you've always thought is really, really important. Um, so yeah, I, I guess maybe talk us through your journey after the college. 
Definitely. Um, so currently, obviously, university at Kent, um, studying criminology, which every time I tell someone criminology, they get like a huge shock face because I don't know, maybe it's rare um, or not something that everyone does. Uh, so yeah, so criminology. Um, and then for me, I was always um, taught and raised that like working, you can be great at studies, you know, you can be the top of your class, but if you don't know how to apply these skills in the workforce, which is kind of your main goal in life after you graduate to work and you work for the rest of your life, um, if you can't apply these skills, no one's going to hire you. Um, and you can't just graduate and have a CV that's blank, that's just got education on it and no work experience. Um, so yeah, so since a young age, um, especially with my father owning his own company, kind of was always forced to kind of like work with him in the office and stuff like that. And but that, that's of, a like, good drive. thing, because that's, that's really, I guess, in a, in a sense, you, you possibly never even had a comfort zone. It's always been like, well, see this part of the business, Belgies, and like, what about trying this part? And that's that's great. The, the, the access to skills that that suddenly creates is pretty amazing. Definitely. So kind of just um, working there was kind of just, kind of gave me an insight. And I always had that skill of just wanting to work. Um, no matter what it was, just having the ability to work. Um, so I kind of took that on into internships that I did at a commodity training company, um, kind of did like help them with legal disputes um, to further on to internship during the pandemic um, with the government in Dubai in terms of um, kind of shadowing a judge. Um, and now I've, during the summer, did a marketing internship as well as an account manager and then now hopefully this December um, I'm gonna work with Canterbury um, Court, Magistrates Court as an internship as well. So yeah, so kind of just trying to always keep myself busy whenever I can. No, it's good and that's, that's obviously in a certain way linked towards criminology as well. So I, I guess like meshing the two things together, what's the future for Balji's three, four, five years down the line? What's What's your kind of career aspiration now? My career, so I'm still a little bit lost, which is okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but in terms of, I just know that I want to work in the criminal justice system. Um, kind of, that's my main goal and my main ambition. Um, to work in the justice system, to fix kind of more into the policy making aspect um, of it. So making sure that the policies that we have are equal, are fair. Um, are right and they're just um, just because you hear so many cases going on that a lot of people feel that their justice isn't fair or they haven't done enough yes sometimes it's a bit biased um, but in terms of just making sure that we have a system that's kind of equal for everyone mm. um, and just fair for everyone as well so that's kind of like my main kind of goal and I hope to achieve it one day as well no, that's good. You, you've partially, I guess, answered it, but what, what part of that do you find most fulfilling then? Um, is it like that quest for fairness and then hopefully getting to the bottom of that and really changing things for the better? No, definitely. So for me, it's, it is that. So I just, I feel like we just live in a society right now that's very um, complicated or it's trying to be complicated and it's 
people look at it as something that's difficult to fix when truly and really if you really look at it and if you really try to understand it it's not that complex mm. um people just don't like change um so they kind of just like to leave it as it is so for me the aspect of especially with during the pandemic of like what everything happened spatially um in the states and sometimes also in the uk kind of just trying to create that equality and create that fairness it can happen and you can change it you just have to have someone that's willing to put the work and the effort into it and I like to always think it's always just one person like once you have one person kind of talking about it and trying to change it everyone else will just follow and then you've just resolved the problem yeah and, and, and that that then leads to like really positive things like legacy like i i changed this i'm responsible for that and that's that's really good i mean i, I myself i've got quite a sort of i guess i would call it a, a micro role in terms of that in that i'm in charge of the college and we, we did we've done stuff like say for instance a charter against racism following the blm protests and that's really really good and now we're we're thinking about well how do we then lift that to other things be that LGBT rights, things like that, that we, we can make sure that you're right, the world is changing and it's trying to get out of this idea that law and um, fairness and the idea of a moral compass doesn't change with that because it obviously does. Um, and it's really important that that as a, as a generation, I think your generation, the young generation really takes this on because um, there's always this kind of railing against rules that are put in there by old people. Um, I think it's key that there's a, there's a bit of fight from, from, from youth about trying to change things for the better. Definitely, definitely. And I think it's just, I think especially with my generation kind of has gone through, we're kind of put in the middle. Um, so we kind of, 2000 babies, um, we kind of gone to like the era of, not we weren't born into like full-on technology you know but we kind of grew up with it as it was growing and expanding and the same time with change so it's kind of put on a lot of weight of if you look at a lot of activists or um vocational speakers they're often kind of like 2000 babies but have mm. kind of like really started it um just because we've kind of like grown up with it and like experienced through everything in terms of the lgbtq plus community and the blm and all of that so it's kind of just um kind of like we feel that as us it's our generation and we want the change and the only way that we can have the change or even understand the change is if we ourselves fix it yeah. i think it yeah it, it's, it's about ownership and it's about you guys owning it i would i would say um no, I, I think that's really, really key. And and, and certainly as, as, a, as a father of a really young daughter, that's the sort of world that I want her to grow up into. Um, uh, a world where it's not defined by these horrendously rigid gender stereotypes. It's not defined by the colour of your skin getting you into a certain place, which isn't fair and isn't right based on merit. Um, there's a lot of things to fight for. And we need sort of, in a sense, I would say, activists within the system, Balji's, like yourself, which can make a difference because you can get people absolutely gluing themselves to pavements and stuff like that, but that a lot of the time doesn't make constructive change. That just makes more problems. And if you do it the right way, that's when the real lasting change happens. 
but anyway that's just yeah. me on my me on my big soapbox right um <laughs> but back to the college um got a couple of more questions that i just want to go through with you and um, what characteristics do you feel that the college really brought out in you i mean you mentioned confidence in public speaking um i guess as well just something i always noticed with you and i, and I taught you a little bit of english i remember in your gcse retake year um you were very meticulous about getting a job done really well. And that, that's probably yeah. something that would come in really happy with, uh, or come in really handy rather with um, law and criminology and stuff like that, I would think. Yeah, I'm very um, meticulous when it comes to getting jobs done. Um, any job, it's got to be done right. Um, I used to always have to be like my way or the highway, but I've kind of learned to adapt to like other people. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I've always kind of had that like organizational, um, making sure everything's like perfect my entire life, but during college, it kind of like enhanced it in terms of just when it comes to exams, to studying, to homework, um, to my thoughts, you know, uh, my thoughts used to always be kind of like all over the place, but having to just think meticulously as well yeah. um, was great. And I guess that sort of validates an approach as well. So it's, it's kind of, right, um, if I do really well in this exam or I do really well in terms of just teachers telling me I've done really well, because I, I, I can sort of remember that you were like a beneficiary of, of, of awards and stuff like that in the college because you were one of these students who, who just improved like term on term on term. And so, like that, that that can must be be giving you a confidence boost the whole way through, right? I'm doing things right, and I'm getting recognition for it, and that's that's really good. No, definitely. Um, it was it was also just kind of also the fact of the reward system as well, and also the fact that the college always had not just weekly tests, but like every few weeks there was like the big test. You know, like we would have the little weekly quizzes, but after a few weeks, we had the big test, which I've never had before. Like with high school, it was, there weren't any other exams apart from like the end of term. Yeah. And they were just like the little tests compared to the college. Only when I got to my DCSCs, where there was like the mock exam in January. Um, and then that was about it. But with the college, no matter what stage you were, you had little tests. You had the big test and then you had the mock exams yeah. through at the end of each term, which was great. So it kind of just gave me that extra confidence boost and then also tracking what I'm what stage I'm at as well. Yeah, and and, and hopefully just helping you to identify any weaknesses that you had as well as that's it's quite a key thing. So last question for me, Bardi. So I'm not gonna keep you forever. Um it would be great <laughs> to chat with you for a long, long, long time. But um no, let's we, we need to sort of just finesse the last bit I guess I would say do you have any advice that you'd give to our current students about I, I guess I would say like the next few years of their life after they leave the college because you are someone I would say who's made such a, a good sort of uh, a good deal of your university experience and internships and it's not just been about I go to university and I do my lectures and I do my work but and, and the other hours of the day I just kind of doss around no you, you're like Look, I've got free time I'm going to find ways to make myself better so yeah have you got any advice on how to make that happen really? Um, I would say 
one it's all really about connections I feel like during your university life especially um yes go to your lectures um yes go to your seminars but um make use of your time another thing a lot of people kind of forget is that when you go to university yes your classes may start at 12 or 1 or um you don't have that structure like you would at college I would say treat university as if you're going to college. Um, so, you know, have a set time that you wake up every day. So even if you don't have any classes, your classes could start at six o'clock. I would say still wake up at, for example, seven in the morning, stop doing your day-to-day -day thing from nine, um, work, study, find whatever that you need to do in terms of to just improve. I would just say stick to a routine and make that routine stay with you forever. And during that spare time, find out what you want to do. Like for me, I didn't really know that I wanted to do criminology or exactly where exactly, but I took the time during uni to fully find internships, find what I want to do, and then just take really good use of your university um, careers. Every university has a career section um, make use of them you know a lot of people forget that they can do your CVs for you for free the advice that they give you is all free um, so kind of just take advantage of that and also just get to know your lecturers as well because they will also come in handy when it comes into what kind of route you want to take for work. No I, I, I think a lot of that is just really quite valid and it's 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 a lot of things so when I went to university I just didn't really feel that way it was, it was all these things that like hit me like oh look you're you're on your own now. Parents aren't like making you get up. So let's just get up at half 11 because that's fun. That's great. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not really a, a sustainable way of life. Um, and it's, I, I, I agree. Um, trying to take university as seriously as possible means you get the most out of it. Um, and that's just such a nice way to look at it. Um, it. Obviously, that needs discipline and rigor and actually holding yourself to really high standards. But um, I think that's great advice, Balgis, and it's it's obviously set yourself up for a situation when, look, you're in your final year of uni, once that's done, I'm pretty sure you've got quite a lot lined up to just go straight into, um, and that that all comes from the hard work that you've done through those years. It's, it's like, in a sense, I guess I would say, you, um, you were always thinking about uni when you were going through A-levels. And then you're always thinking about work after uni when you're at uni. And that's good. Um, to be so forward thinking um, is not an easy thing. So I, I really commend you on that. That's, that's good. You're not like many of our, uh, you're not like me, certainly when I was at uni, but you're not like a, an awful lot of students. I, I, I think that's a really rare talent. So well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's not easy, but um, obviously, You've just got to remember you're kind of doing everything this not for your parents but for yourself. Yeah. So oh, excellent. Good. Right, Balgies, I will let you go there. But look, it's been so good to catch up with you again, to reminisce on college times and just to pick your brains about what our students really should be thinking about as next steps. That's really quite critical. Um but thank you. Thanks for coming on. And thank look, you. stay in touch. We um we await the I don't know, the Gadura law on uh, certain changes to, to life. Uh, it'll be really good, I'm sure. Um, but thanks a lot. Definitely. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Baldi. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.